My name is Keegan. I founded a company, Canlytics. We primarily help out laboratories that test cannabis. And we'd love to hear about what you do in the space or are interested in, in the space so we can address some of your interests. Hi, everyone. Like you mentioned, my name is Jorge. I'm, you, you can call me George if you like. Um, I've actually um, been one way or, or another um, since the year 2002. Uh, I have a bachelor in computer information system. Uh, I'm from New York, and um, I'm also a cannabis user since the age of what, 16, I would say. Um, and um, I'm waiting for the permit to come out here and excited to learn as much as I can. Um, I already incorporated, ready to win a dispensary here in the state, and looking forward to to the new adventure that we're going to have here as New Yorkers with once this is all down and settled. And I just, I caught up a little bit on the previous, um, your previous um, lecture. Um, I just finished watching that video and this is very interesting how you use um, uh, the program that you use on, on your GitHub um, repo. And um, I was trying to follow along and I, 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 I um, cloned the repo. So I'm going to see if I can follow along and teach myself how to use it a little better. But I, I, it's great. From what I've seen so far, I love what you're doing. Again, just hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> hi, Jorge. Awesome. awesome, Jorge. I love that you found the repository and the videos. So by all means, the source code's there for you to use however you can get value out of it. And as you said, you're up in New York. So we've been looking at data in Massachusetts. And today you're lucky enough that the very least value I can provide to you today is I can share with you data that I collected from Illinois. So we can finally do an, inter an interstate comparison. So we can compare Massachusetts to Illinois. That's so interesting. Let me introduce myself. I, I'm also on the same boat as you. I'm very interested in uh, cannabis and data. And I, I mean, I love both. Um, and I think, you know, if you're a user, it's very important to inform yourself and to be part of this time where like so many things are being discovered about cannabis and, and based on data, right? So important. So yeah, just wanted to introduce myself. I, um, for a profession, I'm mainly a software developer, but I consider myself a data lover. So um, do a little bit of everything. So yeah. Uh, oh, my name is uh, Carolina. Long story short, we needed some data from other states. And as ambitious as I was that we're going to get all the states, we will get them eventually. We had to start with one. So as, as we were looking in last Wednesday, these are the statistics that we began to look at. And so as Marjana is brilliant enough to point out. Hey, Jorge, I didn't introduce myself because I thought like we were, yeah. Anyways, um, I'm Marjana. I've been to like two of Keegan's uh, Canlytics um, uh, data science presentations. Uh, I was in academic research for 10 years and then uh, during the pandemic, I switched fields. Uh, I was done with being in lab, uh, but I uh, primarily work in uh, software development now. And um, I also love data, just like Carolina. So, 
that's great. And, and, and I love cannabis too. I'm from Michigan. Wow. Okay. Great. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm with you. I didn't go into detail because because of time. I didn't want to hog up all the time. <laughs> but um, yeah. My situation. Uh, just to go a little deeper. Yeah. I, I, like I said before, I've been in the industry since 2003, one way or another. Uh-huh. You know. Um. And unfortunately, my path was not the same. I ended up. You know. Um. Yeah. I don't like to go into this a lot but yeah the social justice thing affected me early on as soon as i finished college and i didn't have many opportunities as a new grad so um i took another path you know here in new york i I ended up running my own um car service business for a few years and um i've been in a different field for many years but because of the passion i have for technology i've always followed along on every single field you know, I've, I've built apps in React. I've built those in different languages, Python. And, and this, and for a person like myself that ha- has been affected, has been, you know, criminalized for things that now today, you know, marijuana and stuff like that, we see it's not as big of a deal as we grew up thinking, fearing, you know, the consequences and the prosecution for using it um, as a young man, a brand, brown Latino man. And now seeing how the world is changing, I personally never thought I would live to see this day. So I'm very passionate of, about, you know, hoping, you know, to be an early retail business op- owner here in New York. Cool. Um, and also seeing how I can, imp- I can implement my knowledge in web design and also data analytics and what I can learn here to maybe help Keegan input some data from New York as soon as we start, as soon as they start offering these licenses. So I'm just waiting. I call every week uh, the cannabis management office in New York, hoping that, you know, I could get a license. But yeah, we're still waiting day by day. So hopefully soon I can give you guys more information. So Keegan, with that, I'll cut off. (laughs) That's awesome, Jorge. I caught in there at the tail end of it. And I heard that you have experience doing React and, and I love your, you know your mission and i share your your dream too so long story short i think i'd love for you to get value from canlytics and like you said there may be ways that you can help out too because for example the react can be quite useful for the user interfaces and we're always trying to think of new innovative ways to get data to and from places so that is that's awesome well, thanks for sharing that. And, and just to add a little something extra, because right now I'm really big, digging deep into um, the blockchain and building um, DApps and Solidity. And just from catching what I caught on your previous week, you know, I just saw the finish watching the full video of last, I think it was Wednesday's uh, lecture. lecture. Um, I can really see it being useful to have this data somehow on the blockchain and then having some sort of live api or a d app where you could constantly see every state as they start legalizing and you know giving out more public data i could really see it being useful to make it a, a public record and i think that's where the blockchain might be useful so i just want to add that in there because um maybe that could be of help as well that's really cool Jorge. thank you for sharing that i think you've you're onto something there jorge and i would suggest attending some of these public meetings because 
I think the, a lot of the commissions looking about ways to make the data more traceable, more transparent, right? Because we're all concerned about data authenticity. So, and data availability. So I think your insights could, could, could add a lot because, well, unless anyone else has anything to chime up about, I could start to try to show you some data um, as long as the internet's stable. Thus, does anybody else have any thoughts, comments, ideas? There's Illinois day here. Unfortunately, it's in PDS, which can be a little tough to, to extract from. So long story short, we've, I try to, to work with a few tools to just try to extract the text. And so that's still a work in progress, but I was at least able to get the data relatively in a man, in a manual process. So with the help of Python a little bit, and so I can share you uh, the script I wrote to get this data. And so here is, here are the Illinois licensees that are licensed for retail. And so we were looking at retail the past few weeks. And so it would be interesting to look at, say, retail in Massachusetts to Illinois. They're both on this end of the curve, but we can still we can still compare the two. One dispensary per a thousand hundred thousand people. Massachusetts one point five. So, in for Jorge, these are, are states that are relevant to you because Massachusetts is right next door. Um, so that that could be a, a good comparison state. And so, we're going to introduce some statistics. So. One thing you'll learn is good data in, and you can get away with a simpler model. So often, if you've got real nice data, you don't necessarily have to have the most elegant model out there. So if you can get it, panel data adds so much power to your statistics. So there are two awesome models fixed effects and the random effects models where we're essentially adding another dimension. So we've been looking at data over time and now we're going to say that data can also vary by this individual dimension, which we'll call the state. So we'll have Illinois as one state, I one, and then Massachusetts as the other. And then, uh, you know, I just got some things from Wikipedia here. Um, so, so long story short, you know, <laughs> check out Wikipedia or a better source here. But the long story short is if you, the, you expect the error term to be uncorrelated with your independent variable. So in our case, the independent variable is retailers 
per capita. And we think this effect is coming from the state. So if this effect has, is if this is independent from the effect of the retailers. So the, so here, okay, it's useful to look at this line. So we, we know that the states are different, but if the way they're different also affects the relationship, then we need a fixed effects model. If the way the states are different doesn't really affect this relationship, then we're better off using the random effects model. And so to give you an example of the way I think the, the, uh, the error may be correlated. So take for example, California. There's, you know, an unmeasured variable there, the black market, where California has a larger black market than Massachusetts. So that can be captured by either, you know, this fixed effect or a random effect. But will that variable, the degree of the black market, would that affect the effect of increasing retailers on sales per retailer. Um, and so that's sort of the, you know, the argument you have to make when you're, you're justifying which of these models you're going to, to use, because it's essentially an assumption, you know, whether you're assuming that this, what they call latent variable, which is just some unmeasured variable whether that's correlated with your error or not. So one could argue that, oh, if there's a large amount of black market sales, then that could affect sales per dispensary in some way, either positively or negatively. So long story short, you, you could argue that the fixed effects model may be better. But that's just essentially a story that I'm telling um, so it really depends on, you know, your use case here. Um, but, you know, th that's if you're presenting this to a room full of economists or statisticians, they'll start to just ask you about these, you know, latent variables that they think up of. Um, so, you know, so, you, you know, you just have to kind of think about how these factors may or may not be related to this relationship here. So, like I said, that's probably a poor explanation of the random effects or the fixed effects models, but I just wanted to try to introduce them today and you may just have to pardon my poor introduction and I'll try to, to iron it out for next week and then we'll just make up for it with, with good data. Without further ado, let's look at the Illinois data, and then we can look at Massachusetts, and then we'll look at them together. So, 
just grabbing some fairly common Python packages plus a couple of utility scripts I wrote. So this is the cleaning that mostly was done manually. A critical data point, in my opinion, which is the issue date. So this is cool because we can now figure out approximately when the retailers began to operate. So let's, let's do exactly that. Um, so keep in mind the, the two statistics here we're trying to get are retailers per 100,000 and sales per dispensary. So a little out of order here, but just going to go ahead and get Illinois' population from the Federal Reserve Fed Fred. I may have in that time just read in the population for Illinois. Um, so, so we basically now have Illinois population for 2020 and 2021. And also just manually parsed the Illinois sales data. So once again, need a good automated way to do this, but at the moment it's in a PDF. Um, so that makes it tricky. But we have Illinois sales. And so we're interested in a couple things here, right? Sales per retailer and retailers per capita. So what we can do is, well, let's find out how many retailers there were at each point in time. Right, so here's sales over time. Well, we know when each of these licensees opened. So similar to how we approach things in Massachusetts, we'll say the retailers began operating when they got their license issued. So that way we can try to get a measure of when retailers began to operate over time. So this is an interesting statistic that you're, you know, the first, you know, like I said, there may have been some entrepreneurial people out there that have already calculated these statistics, but I'm not certain that they have, you know, so we may be the, I mean, maybe we're being, maybe we should be humble. So maybe there are people out there who have calculated these statistics but we can do them in an open source manner. And so now we can actually get a count of these retailers over time, which is, which is helpful information. Because just because there's 110 today, you know, we can see that, you know, they were, they were kind of, it took, it took a year and a half for, for Illinois to get to 110. So we can now get a nice calculation of sales per retailer. So 
let's just calculate both of these real quick. Remember, we're comparing these statistics to statistics that were calculated by Nevada's technical memorandum that was commissioned. So we're looking for one dispensary per 100,000 and 10.8 million in annual revenue per dispensary. So we can start to calculate some of these statistics here. So just to grab some of this that's already been done, we can calculate the average 2020 sales. So that's going to be the total sales here in Illinois. That's interesting. So we calculated in 2020, there was only 670 million in sales per per retailer. Um, I'm going to have to think of, think more about this statistic. Um, that doesn't sound that doesn't seem right though for some reason. <laughs> the poor presentation today, but the, like I said, the, the the main thing of value today is the actual data, which which I'll email you here after the presentation. But we can at least power through this and, and try to get some of these other statistics here. So the other statistic we were curious about was retailers per capita. Here we've plotted retailers per capita. And keep in mind, we're using the entire population of Illinois, whereas the technical memorandum used the adult population, which is a better metric. I just haven't found a source for this data yet. So once we find a good source for the adult population, we can compare apples. Well, really, until 2021, there was you know less than uh, a half of a dispensary per 100,000 to one dispensary per 200,000. Um, so we've got this statistic, and we can continue to monitor this statistic over time. So this is cool because we now have these two variables and we can now redo this regression in Illinois. So that way we can basically zoom in on Illinois and not only that, but also add a whole other dimension. So we'll be adding the time dimension. So so that's that's essentially what I mean by zoom in on Illinois.